Athletic. Hello everyone, James Pearce here, just finishing up at the Amex Stadium where it finished Brighton 2, Liverpool 2. We'll have all the, the best post-match reaction, we'll hear the best bits from Jurgen Klopp's press conference as well and my colleague Andy Jones will pop by to give us his verdict on another dramatic afternoon in Liverpool's season. She delivers with the kick and it's in! Liverpool stunned by the Brighton captain, Lewis Duck! Well it was an ultimately frustrating afternoon for Liverpool on the south coast. To be kicking themselves, really, because um, they, they were 12 minutes away from what would have been a real hard-earned victory and you know, not many teams come and win at Brighton because they are a, a proper team under Roberto De Zerbi. Um, but I think, as even Jurgen Klopp himself admitted, I think the draw was the was the, probably about fair because Liverpool were far from their fluent best today. It was a real patchy performance, strangely flat. I thought they'd... I thought they'd really come out all guns blazing, especially after you know the injustice of what happened at Tottenham last weekend. Uh, but they just never really got going. You know the um, the manner of that first goal for Brighton kind of summed up how lethargic Liverpool were for for long periods in that in that first half. And McAllister slow on the uptake, and Adingra nips in, sees the gap, and takes advantage. And Liverpool could have gone further behind because. They were way off it in that first half and it was a remarkable turnaround really because out of nothing uh, they got themselves level. You know, good pressing, forcing the mistake from Lewis Dunk and then uh, you know, a really incisive move that was out of keeping with most of Liverpool's plays certainly in that first half with, with McAllister and Zaboslai, Diaz, Nunes, Harvey Elliott all involved before Mohamed Salah tucked away the equaliser and then it got even better of course when just before the break again pressing, forcing the mistake as a Bosley shirt pulled by uh, Pascal Gross, a clear penalty. Um, what was absolutely baffling was the fact that uh, that Anthony Taylor didn't send Gross off. And I know, you know the um, Chris Kavanagh had a look at it on the VAR, and he decided not to send Taylor to the to the screen. And I know we, we talk about double jeopardy, don't we? And and how um, you know the penalty is some sometimes deemed enough of a punishment. But when you look at the rules. You know, if, if, if the defender's making no attempt to play the ball, then it should also be a red card. And of course, Gross was making no attempt to play the ball. I know PGMOL, of their guidance tonight has been that uh, Zaboslai wasn't in possession of the ball um, at the time. And, uh, and for that reason, they didn't see it as the denial of a clear goal-scoring opportunity. But to me, that is absolutely baffling because if he's not pulled back like that, then Zaboslai, in my, in my eyes, certainly latches onto it and tucks that ball away. So um, Jürgen Klopp, to be fair to him, didn't, didn't want to make a big deal out of that. But um, you know, second half, I think Liverpool again, you know, you, you, that nagging regret I think they'll have during the international break because you know, Ryan Gravenberch, who came on for Harvey Elliott at the break, big, big chance to put the game beyond doubt. He hit the bar when he really should have scored. Nunez, Sabosley. His first Premier League goal for the club. And, you know, that, that felt like a big moment because having not killed Brighton off, then you just always felt, you know, this, this game is far from over and Liverpool gave away far too many set pieces. They invited pressure 
Um, you know, didn't control the game well enough. You know, Alexis McAllister, I think this, the debate will rumble on about his best position because he's clearly not a, a specialist holding midfielder. And, you know, you wonder whether the time has come for Klopp to put his faith in Wataru Endo to play that role and use McAllister a bit further forward. Because, um, yeah, ultimately that Brighton pressure paid off with, with Dunk converting Solly Marsh's free kick from wide on the left. So, um, you know, not a, not a disastrous afternoon for Liverpool, far from it. Um, you know, what are they, three points off the top of the Premier League table after Arsenal beat Manchester City today. So um, still an awful lot to be optimistic about, but, um, you know, certainly the, uh, you know, plenty, plenty to improve on and plenty for Klopp to ponder during the international break. I think, unfortunately, yes. Um, 1-0, 1-0. Served on a plate, but similar situation. We forced them to make similar mistakes uh, around our goals. Two, one up. It's a good result for half time here for the kind of half time anyway because they, it's a really good team and it's difficult to defend them all the time. We want to high press and it was the right thing to do, but it, in the same moment it caused the issue that they play out from time to time. We don't win the ball and then the pitch is really big and they're chasing back. That they, they do that well. Um, I think it's clear the second half he should have scored a 3-1. There was a super, one or two really good opportunities. But because we don't score there, we keep the game open. And in this area where, where, where the, 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 the free kick then happened, we produced too many set pieces. There was, the, I don't know, the corners. <coughs> and especially free kick. And you saw when you saw it back, I saw that back. Um, um, the, if one of our boys touched the ball, I think it's their own goal. That good a set piece it was. So and then Dunk was there and can can score from there. So yeah, it was intense for both teams. Yeah? So um, yeah, I think it's the right result in the end. And I followed up by asking the Liverpool manager about that incident just before the break when when Pascal Gross didn't even get a yellow card, but yet loan a red one when surely he should have been sent off for that shirt pull on Zabozlai. No, I, the, your colleagues from radio, I didn't even realise it, to be honest. I saw it was a penalty and didn't think about red. But um, I heard now it's about goal-scoring opportunity. If it's a goal-scoring opportunity, we can make a, ask a question here. What do you think? Was it a goal-scoring opportunity? Hands up. I didn't see it back. Oh, yes. we had a few hands up, by the way. Um, yeah, but obviously, I, what can I say about that? I'm, I'm, over, I'm over it. I'm too old for these kind of things. Uh, we will not change it, I heard, anymore. Klopp was also asked about that turnaround in the game just before the break when Liverpool swiftly turned that one-goal deficit into a 2-1 lead. Look, the thing is, I know how it looked and I accept that 100%. Uh, some things I didn't like, but you could hear in the stadium how often we were really close to win the ball. So that's the risk they take. And if we win the ball earlier, so that's the risk we took as well. They take it to play out and we take it to try to win the ball high up. If you're then outplayed, then you get, that's a problem. Then you have, then it looks not cool. So because then you are outplayed, and then the pitch is really big, and they do well with that. But it won't be kept going, and that's why we think, I think, really, we deserve the, the, the resilience we showed um, there and the stubbornness we showed in that moment. Okay, let's go for it. And around this, if we, we won another ball where we could have scored with. So um, no, I was not surprised to be honest. Um, I know some moments they had. They had the upper hand, but that's that's it. And um, I really think if we scored a third one, we would have deserved to win, uh, definitely. But like this, it was like it was. Oh!
This is Walk On, your dedicated Liverpool podcast from The Athletic. Jurgen Klopp was also asked about uh, that moment deep in the second half when uh, you know, Roberto De Zerbi was absolutely fuming that, uh, that Brighton didn't get a penalty for handball against Virgil van Dijk, even though I think replays clearly show that, that it had bounced up off his thigh onto his arm at point-blank range and you're never going to get it a penalty for that. But it was, it was quite funny just in front of me that Klopp moved, moved across and kind of put his, his hands on De Zerbi's cheeks to try and calm him down. And he said, uh, he said you know, being the older, the older manager, I know how the red mist can descend. Uh, and he, uh, Klopp thought he'd, he'd do his bit to try and calm things. So, uh, yeah, he was asked about that moment with Deserby uh, later on. I have to say, I cannot respect more, could not respect more what he's doing. Honestly, I'm a real supporter. I'm a football lover, and if somebody comes in, the impact he has on football is should not, should not be underestimated. In the moment when he got a bit outraged, I used my age and tried to calm him down. So you had, you had sympathy for him in that moment? Or I had no clue what they were talking about. I just saw that if I'm in a moment like this, I have there's no there's a moment where the point of never come back appears, and um, I, I think he was close to that, and then I. Um, I tried to calm him down. That was, um, yeah. No, I'm not sure if he needed it or not. You can ask him. So, but I, I honestly, and yeah, and probably he told me something about a penalty, but I have no clue which he, what he was talking about. I think he wanted a penalty. Was there a situation where Brighton could have had a penalty? Yeah. Then he was talking about that, um, but I couldn't say anything about it because I didn't remember it. All right, that's Zandi here. Uh, just to share some of my thoughts uh, after the Liverpool's two-two draw with Brighton, and and again a sense of of Liverpool, you know, dropping points this time, a little less unfortunately than than against Tottenham, but you know they put themselves in this you know against Brighton they put themselves in a position to win the game, and ultimately it comes down to to two moments really in the second half, um, the first being being Gavin Burke's miss, you know that would have put Liverpool three-one up, super move. Um, so Bosley Nunes involved, put to the back stick, pretty much an open goal, and unfortunately, um, Gavin Berg, who, who came on at half time, couldn't couldn't finish it off, and you felt if Liverpool had taken that three one lead, they probably would have gone on to win the game. And then the the free kick, um, and Andy Robertson, maybe he had Joel Matip, um, still on his mind from from last weekend. I mean, his body shape, he gets it wrong for how to defend the free kick, and that sort of traps him, um, and he's unable to. To deal with it, and you know, if if he had stuck out a foot, listen, it could have gone into the top corner again, but it could have gone anywhere. Um, we'll never know. And unfortunately for Liverpool, it was Lewis Dunk who was on the end of it, and you know, equalised for Brighton. And it was one of those games where you feel like Liverpool, you know, will be very disappointed with the end result. It was it was looking looking very good, and I think the biggest point you can take away from it in terms of the positives was was Liverpool's counter press. Both goals come from from high turnovers or high turnovers in Brighton's half, and then you know really effective movement of the ball. Uh, the first one's really good interplay from a number of the forwards, and and then Elliot leaves it for for Salah to slot home, and then the second one, you know, really good high press from from Nunes to Bosley, who then link and Bosley's brought down and, and Salah slots home the penalty. So you know they were really good signs, but then equally again it was a case of Liverpool shooting themselves in the foot to start the game off. It had been a pretty you know, fine. Open in twenty minutes, really. I think Liverpool were, were sort of settling into it. it. Was it sort of it felt like a, a chess match, really? And then Van Dijk, you know, plays it into McAllister. 
you know, a silly pass and McAllister's has not quite switched on to the, the press from, from the outside and, and then Alisson just never seems to get set and the early shot takes him by surprise and unfortunately goes into the back of the net and puts Liverpool on the back foot again this season. Um, but the response was really good. Didn't need half-time this time. They managed to do it before half-time and plenty to be you know, be positive about in that aspect, but then obviously not not being able to see out the results is, is disappointing. The, you know, the I guess another big talking point is whether whether Pascal Gross should have seen a red card for, for the penalty. Um, I think by the letter of the law, which, you know, how many times have we spoke about that and heard that phrase in the last week? You know, he is denying the goal scored opportunity and he doesn't try and play the ball because he's he's just pulling Sabazlai back and and even then, the fact that he doesn't get booked, there's a challenge in the second half where, you know, he just brings down to Bosley, I think, middle of the pitch when Liverpool are looking to build an attack, might have been McAllister. You know, again, it looked pretty yellow cardy to me, um, especially given the way uh, the yellow cards have been dished out to Liverpool in recent weeks and, and for the whole of the season, really. So, should Brighton have been playing with 10 men? I think it's fair, there's a fair argument to say yes um, for a large portion of the game, and, and that obviously would have would have changed the complexion of it. But I think, you know, another I think in terms of in, in terms of standout performances, I think I think Nunes was was excellent again. He's he's looking repeatedly like the complete striker now. Um I thought his hold of play was excellent. Didn't quite get the opportunities today in front of goal, but was part of was, you know, a, a key part of both goals and, and also a key part of what should have been Liverpool's third, Graven Birch. And I think for the first time you you saw the difficulties and, and how how blessed Liverpool have been with the the bench and the options that they've had because today Klopp didn't have Jota Gakpo to to look at. Um, did have Gavin Birch, of course, and and you know he, he, Gavin Birch came on and, and played quite well. I thought I thought he you know got Liverpool on the turn and got Liverpool up the pitch, but you know for that last twenty minutes to be able to have changed, you know Diaz maybe or even Nunes for for one of the other ones, uh, Jota or, or Gakpo, who were unavailable for different reasons. You know, might have given Liverpool a little bit more of a boost, a little bit more sharpness in the attacking third, and but ultimately, you know, you can never sort of sugar, you know, turn your nose or put a point away at Brighton because it is a difficult place, and Liverpool have had the problems against Brighton. But I think the manner of the game means ultimately that Liverpool will feel disappointed and feel like they've dropped two points um, today. For the latest subscription offers, head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool Pod. Right, well that's it for me. At the Amex Stadium, I'm about to get in the car and head for home. Another long away trip ticked off. Um, not the greatest day for Liverpool, but also neither is it a, a damaging setback. Um, so stick with us with the Walk On podcast. We'll be back. I'll be there with, with Tony and the rest of the team for Wednesday's edition. So I'll catch you all soon. The Athletic.